The book of Philippians has often been called the book of joy. And that's pretty wild when you consider that Paul wrote the book of Philippians as a letter to a church in Philippi when he was imprisoned. He wrote this letter encouraging them to live out their faith with bold strength and tenacity no matter what the circumstances around them, even if they might be suffering. And so today we're landing in Philippians chapter 2. And there are several different sort of sections that happen in chapter 2. It begins by first an inviting a unity and a humility that leads into this beautiful several verse long uh, song. In fact, it is commonly said that verses 6 through 11 were actually one of the very first hymns of the early church. So this was part of their worship music. And it was a declaration of who Jesus was and how he demonstrated humility and obedience and led us into a saving faith because of what he did for us. And then in the last two sections of, of Philippians 2, we're called to shine like stars. I love that. Shine like stars in the universe. But here's how you do it. And there are some specific behaviors that he asks us to embrace and some specific behaviors he asks us to let go of so that we can shine for Christ. And then finally, he gets kind of practical and, and you almost get a peek behind the curtain into what his relationships were like as he was serving Christ. And I think that's really sweet. You know, sometimes when we read the Bible, we forget that we're reading God's word, but it was inspired by God and put to paper by very real people who had real experiences that were difficult and challenging and they got to see God at work and they had relationships that were really important and tender and dear to them as well. And that's an invitation to you and me. What kind of relationships am I cultivating? How are my relationships reflecting Christ? And that brings us all the way back to a thread that we can see through this entire chapter, beginning at the very beginning, make my joy complete by being unified all the way to the end. Here's what it looks like to take care of each other and honor one another. So as you read Philippians 2, would you look today for the thread of how our attitude and actions and relationships with one another are a reflection of Jesus in his humility and obedience that's so beautifully highlighted in that hymn in the middle of this chapter. Enjoy taking in the second chapter of the book of joy, Philippians, and then we'll talk about us. So in your scripture choice, take some time to write it down. And maybe as you do, can you picture Paul imprisoned under house arrest or in a cell? He experienced a lot of different kinds of imprisonment in, in his time in his ministry. So what would it look like as you write down these words slowly, thoughtfully, to imagine the Apostle Paul the first time he wrote them down as the Holy Spirit whispered those words on his heart and he put pen to paper. Can you imagine the darkness, that feeling of being closed in, and yet even in that place 
of chains and of torture and of pain without any real promise of rescue. Paul found joy and contentment. He found direction and purpose and meaning, even in that place. Take the time to slowly copy down that verse, maybe identifying a little bit with Paul as you do so. And then we'll talk about observation. So in observation, we get to look for character traits, right? What do we learn about God? What do we learn about ourselves? What do we learn about Paul? What do we learn about relationships or attitudes? Those two things are threaded through this entire chapter. The way we respond in relationship and the way, the way that our attitude has changed. Maybe you held on to that little hymn in the center of this chapter because there was something that you learned about Jesus that really spoke to your heart. What was that? Make a note of it in observation and then we'll talk about application. So in your application, if you chose one of those very clear, actionable moments in this chapter, then there you have it, right? You might have chosen in those early verses, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. So what does it look like? Where, where is selfish ambition that you need to let go of? Where's vain conceit? You might want to look up those words. What do they really mean? Um, how do I consider others before I consider myself today? What would be one way that I could do that? Or one relationship that I could apply that to? If your application is more of a response to a character trait of God, how can you carry that through your day so that it sinks more deeply into your heart? Could you go back and review that verse through the day? Could you Choose an action that you're going to repeat multiple times today, like taking a drink of water or getting in and out of your car, and let that be a trigger that reminds you to pause and remember and reflect on the character trait of God or of Jesus that you are holding on to today, so that it becomes part of your thought process over and over and over again through your day. Think through what that application could look like. Make a note of it, put it on paper. That way you can go back and see what God has done in your life over the course of this journey. Here we are rounding the corner to the very end, four days from completing our 30-day journey together. Take the time to write down that application and then we'll talk about prayer. So, you know, in this particular option um, chapter, rather, we see... Paul being very clear about the experience that that he's had and what it looks like and how it's changed him, how it's changed him in relationship with other people. And he's inviting us to have the same kind of attitude as Christ towards each other. And so maybe your prayer conversation would be something about relationships. Is it something about the relationships that you have in your life right now that's particularly challenging or do you find yourself in a place that feels like an imprisonment? And maybe it's just simply the reality of knowing that Paul, even in a place where he felt like he couldn't be fruitful, um, was able to see that God could still use him there. 
Is there something about Paul's example that maybe you want to have a conversation with the Lord about? Let Jesus in to your relationships today through prayer. Let him in to those places that feel chained through prayer today and see how he sets you free. And then we'll close together. Heavenly Father, I am so grateful for your word. I'm grateful for the book of Philippians. It's been such a lifeline for me in seasons where I felt chained. And so God, I pray that that would be true for the person that's listening and following along with me today, that they would find a new level of freedom and hope and joy just by reading the words that you inspired Paul to write in the darkness of a prison cell in a season of life that felt hopeless by human standards, and yet he was choosing to focus on the joy set before him through you. God, teach us something new about our relationships, about how we should relate to each other, what our attitudes should be, how we can be more like you. God, help us to take care of each other the way that Paul demonstrates taking care of one another with with Timothy and with Epaphroditus. Thank you that we can reflect your love in the way that we honor one another. Show us how to do that more deeply today. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you tomorrow.